Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. With us today, she is back for her second episode on The Real View Podcast. She is no stranger to the Ohio Realtors community, to the real estate industry as a whole. Mary Lou Butcher-Roth, welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks, Allison. I'm so excited to be back. It was so much fun the first time, so... We'll do that again. We're going to do it again. And, you know, after we finished recording Mary Lou's last episode that aired uh, right around the holidays, it was around um, New Year, New You had to, you know, make the most of um, your year. I said, we need to have you on regularly because you're so good at what you do. Like like I mentioned, you're so beloved in this community. And after your episode was released, I was tracking the analytics and the downloads on the episode. And this had like hundreds of downloads. I mean, it was probably one of like the top episodes that we've ever done was with you. So (laughs) no pressure, right? No. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Thanks, Allison. I'm ready. I'm sitting up straight and ready to go. Yeah, no, it'll be great. So I was like, we have to bring you on. And then we talked and we're like, we're going to make this a regular thing. So we're hoping quarterly can bring you onto this show, you know, maybe seasonally. I know this is kind of how it's worked out so far being seasonal, which, which is works for me. So hopefully we get to have you on a couple times a year, which I, I think will that. be great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I would love that. And, you know, we, we were just chatting too before we started recording. You know, we're going to skip the real view question since Mary Lou's already been on the show. And if you want to go back and listen to her answer on her best view, uh-huh. you can do that. It is, um, you should be able to find it in our episode list and on our website. We save all the episodes on there. So go back and check it out to hear her answer <laughs> to the real view question. It's <laughs> a good view. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But we are here today because it is springtime. The sun is shining. I was just having lunch with my coworkers and I was looking out uh, one of their offices and there were buds on the trees. The birds are chirping. It is springtime. We hope. Fingers crossed. But so much comes along with this season. And and what we're going to kind of talk about today is that spring cleaning cleaning out the clutter, cleaning out the gunk and the stuffy air and, you know, everything that's been laying around in those winter months when it's hard to really be motivated to do anything, but spring cleaning and clutter. And that's what we're going to get into today. So I'm super excited and I want to kind of just dive into it. Mary Lou wrote this incredible article in our Ohio Realtors e-zine called Clutter, Cleaning, Clearing, and Celebrating. This e-zine hit a few weeks ago. It should be in everyone's um, inboxes. If you haven't read it yet, take a look. You can view the full article on there, but we're just going to kind of talk about some of the stuff that Mary Lou highlighted in this and kind of her perspective of the springtime and what it means to take advantage of of this time of year. I want to kick it off with why do we focus on cleaning during the springtime? And what is it about this season that makes it kind of that perfect time that we all get that itch that we need to start (laughs) focusing on spring cleaning? (laughs) It's a hard one to answer, right? I don't know. Like It is a little bit hard, but yet not. So, and I'm just going to speak for me, then we'll maybe take it a little bit bigger. But for me, I love when I can open up windows and doors and it's like, 
bringing fresh air into the house. And But you identified something too. We're coming out of the winter. We're coming out of that period of time. We're in this part of the country, not every part of the country, but for us, we're kind of cocooned a little bit. We've got our fireplaces on. We're curled up, hopefully curled up with a book and a glass of wine. I mean, that's the season for that. And you do kind of get into that that more in space. And then as the trees begin to bloom, as we can, you know, today we're going to be headed to the park to take the dogs for a walk. You know, it's everybody's out and there is a different kind of excitement that happens in the springtime. And I think we also become a lot more aware of our surroundings. I don't know. It is it is a really big question. I know for me, I can kind of numb out a little bit in the winter mm-hmm. and ignore things like my car. My car is a great example. Okay. It might snow. It might sleep. It might, you know, whatever. And it just seems like in the winter, my car is not nearly as clean as it is in the warmer weather. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's like those excuses, you know, you almost find like more reasons, excuses, reasons to let things go in the winter. Cause you're like, Oh, it's terrible weather. You know, I had that. That's so funny. You mentioned about your car. Cause I was driving into the office this morning and I was like, this car is filthy. And then I was like, I really need to like, when I leave tonight, I really need to go take it through the take it through right? the car wash. But then I'm like, right. but is it going to be 30 and snowing again? So that's so true. Yeah. You know, we almost, yeah. it's almost for whatever reason, it's almost just easier to let things go in the winter that if the sun is shining and it's like, you know, 70, 60, 70 degrees out, you're like, this is not acceptable in this weather. (laughs) Well, you know, it'll be interesting though, to see what happens when they mess with the time change and not changing it again. Yeah. Is that going to change our perspective? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it'll happen sooner. Maybe it'll happen later. I don't know. But there is, it's not just me. I know that this does happen for, well, obviously, because there is something called spring cleaning, right? People say that. Yep. It's time to do my spring cleaning. Yep. And you're right. It is something about like getting that window open. And I know, you know, we had our first kind of bout of nice weather a couple of weeks ago and like that opening the window and getting the fresh air in after that stale winter air has been sitting with pet fur and dust and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. for for months, you know, there is just something so refreshing and rejuvenating about that, that it just gives you that little bolt of energy and motivation to say, all right, let's clean this up around here. Yeah. Yeah. And we also have more sunshine. Yes. Yes. That's another thing. And I think we all feel better with more sunshine. Uh, I know yeah. I do. That's 100% <laughs> true. Yes. So it, it, it appears there are multiple reasons why this happens in the spring, but it does happen. Yes. For sure. Yes. And I think we don't even necessarily realize kind of the impact that clutter has on our life, but it can really affect us how we sleep, how we focus, our general health. Why Mm -hmm. is this so important that we kind of put this emphasis on clutter and kind of decluttering? What does that mean for us and our bodies and our brains? This is not something that I just say. Mm -hmm. This is out there. There's a lot of really, really, really smart people (laughs) that will tell you that when you've got clutter, you're not as, you're not functioning to your best. You're not functioning at your best. And, you know, varying degrees with different people, obviously. 
but they have attributed it to even weight gain that, you know, okay, there's a lot of clutter. So mentally there's, I think part of our brain that just kind of shuts down and tunes it out. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to feel productive when you've got a lot of clutter. Now we're talking different degrees. Mm -hmm. You know, we can be talking anything from the messy car, which does make me crazy too. Mm -hmm. The messy car to people that really have a problem and have maybe a hoarding kind of issue happening within their homes. Um, And, you know, these have different degrees of how they need to be handled because sometimes the 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 hoarding there's reason there there's Mm -hmm. reason that that really does need to be dealt with but you know for the majority of people I think it's easy to just get into that that space of too much stuff yeah yeah and And it's it can be in your brain, it's in your home, in your heart, you know, which we are going to kind of get into all of that too much stuff that exists in our lives and why it exists. You know, I love that you talk about it in your article, you know, why we are so stressed out and we are living in this world where everything's being thrown at you, you know, every second and information overload. And, you know, we're going through a global pandemic and, and, you know, world crisis issues that we haven't seen the likes of, you know, in, in years and decades. And it's going to take a toll on us. You know, these are not normal times. We know that we've been saying that for a while, but it's impacting us and it's affecting our health. And you're going to be, you're here today to tell us a little bit about how we can climb out of that, how we can clean it up, how we can clear it out. Where do we start? I think it's easy. We think of, of cleaning and it's physical, right? I think maybe that is the best place to start. Yeah. I think that's a great place to start. And I want you to think about it too, from this perspective, think about how much you, and I'm, I'm just going to toss yeah. this to you. Yeah. How much you bring into your home versus how much goes out. Mm. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Right. Yeah. And it is for all of us. Cause I can remember times when I've moved and things will be like, this is so good. I've got things just, just where I want them. And this is great. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait, I don't have any more space in that closet or, you know, that kind of thing. We are calling us consumers is like the perfect name because Mm -hmm. we do, we consume. We are bringing in and bringing in and whether it's food items, look at the whole Costco and buying in bulk. And I mean, there's all these things that create clutter, if you will, in the home, even if they're well-meaning, mm-hmm. still creates the clutter. Yeah. So where to start? And this has been something that I have played with for years. You know, we talked on the last podcast, two sets of twins. And I I can tell you that, you know, quite often my house was not, <laughs> was, was not exactly organized, but I really wanted it to be. And I remember there was this book. Oh, my gosh. This is, Wow. This is just coming into my head. It was written by, seriously, they, they called themselves the Clean Sisters. And their whole thing was start in the basement. Start in the basement because that's where you have stuff. Maybe. I've done it that way. It's been effective. But as I have aged and my time has changed and 
I look more now for where I'm going to experience the most relief. Mm. So if it is uh, my bathroom, the master bath, perhaps, where, you know, we're girls, we get makeup, we get this, we get, we get a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's getting more as I get older. <laughs> um, that might be, that might be the place you want to start. Or maybe in the kitchen, if you, if you do enjoy cooking and you are preparing meals on a regular basis, that might be the place to start. But even before that, what I have found to be most effective is literally to take a notebook or a pad or something and walk through your house. What needs to happen? And honestly, while you're doing this, you can also identify, oh, you know, there's that crazy toilet paper holder that just has been broken for months and I never go in that bathroom and I... But every time you get to that place of tolerating, you're actually zapping your energy mm. to varying degrees. It's like you you numb out. And any place you numb out, you're not fully present. Mm-hmm. You're not fully alive. So really be careful about those kind of things. So with your notebook, you're walking through the house, you're writing these things down, and not just... Like if I'm in my office, then I've got lots of drawers. I've got shelves. Break it down that way. Left side of the credenza, right? And it may sound crazy, but if you don't get this down into bite-sized pieces, it will overwhelm. You will hit overwhelm. And when you hit overwhelm, and I don't mean you now, I mean all of us, mm-hmm. we tend to just stop. Mm-hmm. That nothing happens. Mm-hmm. So getting it down into bite-sized pieces is really critical. Yeah. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. Yeah, and you're right. And, and, you know, I think when we think about cleaning and like my closet for me, I'm like, that is my source of stress in life is like, I have got to declutter this closet. I have so many clothes, you know, I haven't worn in two years because we've been working from home and not in public. And, you know, I'm like, I've got to get in the online shopping, as you mentioned, what are you bringing into your home that you're not getting rid of? And I said, well, all I did during COVID was online shop and I've gotten, you know, new packages every, you know, week coming in, but nothing's coming out. But you mentioned, you know, just breaking it down into little parts and say, okay, maybe I'm going to go through my sweaters today. No, maybe I'm going to go through my shorts today. You know, there is a way to do it so that it makes it feel more achievable than just, I have to tackle this closet and it's going to take me my entire Saturday. And who wants to do that? You know, no one wants to be cleaning their entire Saturday. Um, and I love what you mentioned too, about the containers you give kind of a good suggestion, which I really liked on how we can start kind of doing little things that will add up to the bigger picture in the long run, right? Tell us about these, these containers. Yeah, so you want these three containers. One is for throwing away. So that can be a garbage can. Great. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. 
Uh, another is for giving away. And the other is interesting. Uh, it's for relocating. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I need this and I want to keep this, but why is it here? Yes. <laughs> it really could work much better if it were somewhere else. So yep. that's kind of fun. And if you've got the three containers, they're right in there. Everything's right in there then. So you know, okay, great. This is going in the trash. Take this to Goodwill and take it or wherever. Yes, take it. Wherever yes. your place um, <laughs> where you like to donate. I always say Goodwill, but that's not always where my stuff goes. But do it. And then the relocating, take it. Mm. Move it. Get it where it needs to go. Don't put it in trash bags and then have it sit in your car for three months, which is what happens to me when I take things to Goodwill. <laughs> I know. I just took some last week and I, I'm shamefully in the same place. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. that's kind of the physical space and how we can declutter and, and how you mentioned a little bit too how it can make us feel, how we can shut down if things are cluttered. When we clean up physically, it does. It changes our mental mental health just as much as our physical health, right? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And, you know, one more thing is you are making your rounds with that notebook. Mm. What's your intention for that room? What's your intention for that space? So, you know, if it's an office, it's obviously you want to be productive, right? It's a, it's a workspace if you have a home office. You might have a study where... Oh my gosh, this is a place where I, I want to go to chill. This is where I relax. Plan accordingly then. Uh, or a kitchen. We want, kitchens need to be efficient, mm -hmm. at least for me. Mm -hmm. When kitchen designers come in, they design them that way. Mm -hmm. So that is definitely something you want to look at too with that. Yeah, love that approach, thinking of how you want the room to be set in that vision for yourself so you kind of know what you're working towards. Because how can you know, you know what you want the room to look like without planning it before? So right, set your right. intentions. Yeah, set your intentions um, as you're walking through uh, your home and getting your spring cleaning underway. The next kind of piece of this cleaning and cluttering is the mental piece. Yeah. What is mental clutter? Oh, my gosh. You know what? <laughs> It's kind of the should space or the could space. It's the place that you're driving down the, the road and you say, oh my gosh, I need to, or I should be, and you know how I feel about that word should. Mm -hmm. We do not use that word should, mm -hmm. but that is still what happens. It would be great if I could da-da-da. Well, it's mental clutter. It's no different than the physical clutter. It's going to accumulate in your brain. There's never a time that you can truly feel complete if you have constantly got this, this tape going, oh, 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 I've got this great idea, right? These are not bad things. It's not that they're bad things. It's that they're up in your head. They're churning around. So get them out of your head. Mm -hmm. Get your every another notebook. I know. I know <laughs> I'm all about the notebooks, but get it out of your head and onto paper. Does this now become a project or does this, what, what, what do you want to do with it? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when you actually get it written down, you may go back in another few weeks and say, yeah, seemed like a good idea at the time, but it's not, but it's out of your head. Is going to help you stay <clears throat> in that present 
moment, which is what you kind of talk about with this mental clutter. It deters you from staying in the present. And when you're not living in the present, you can kind of explain kind of what happens when when we're not living in this present and and how it is a result of this this mental clutter. I don't want to give away from from your advice and from what you are going to talk about, but tell us what that, what happens, um, you know, when we're not living in the present. When you're not living in the present, your energy is scattered. So you could be, so use this right now. If, if we were having this conversation and I was thinking about, oh, I have to go to the grocery store or I need to think of this, oh, I'm, oh, I need to ask this or I need to say this. We're not able to be present from that place. And I will tell you that most people live in this space a lot where they're kind of out in, they're out ahead of themselves. And sometimes they're hanging out in the past. So, you know, being able to stay present will help that mental clutter. Getting things written down will help that mental clutter. Really super important. Yep, absolutely. Have the awareness. Yep. And there are other ways, you know, writing things down. There are definitely, um, you know, tools and resources out there that can help you with your mental clutter. Meditation, I know you're a big fan of that. You talked about it a little bit um, on the last podcast. Uh, podcast exercising, moving your body, you know, is always a great way to kind of reset that mental and get that mental clarity. Yeah. yeah. And then the next thing that we should pay attention to when we think of spring cleaning is... The emotional piece of it, and this was interesting when I was reading your article because I never thought about it as clutter, you know, and I think it's interesting that that it can be called emotional clutter. What does that mean and, and how is it affecting our untidiness in our lives? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So let's say, let's think of an example here. So let's say somebody really did something to you that upset you could be a week ago, it could be a year ago, it could be, but it's something that really hurt your feelings, perhaps. They said something or did something and you just have never made peace with it. You just kind of hung on to it. It's still there. It's a emotional, let's call it an emotional incompletion. Mm. And this is not uncommon. Or let's look at something more in the present. So you see somebody and your interpretation of the look on their face, you decide what that means. Well, they must really think what I said was stupid or maybe they don't like me or whatever. But there's never a conversation about it. So again, it just kind of hangs out there. So these are all those things that are emotional. Now, with the, with the physical and with the mental, they're more kind of action kind of things. These are not as easy to identify. Mm-hmm. This is a tough one. Yeah, it's tougher. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I love when you can get yourself to the point that you know what's happening for you at any moment. Mm-hmm. This is your ability to be in integrity with yourself. How do I feel right now? At any point, you need to know what your experience is, what you are feeling. And then all of those things aren't going to be happening. So let's go back to, you know, somebody that did something to upset you. 
whatever that was, clean it up. It's no different. It needs to be cleaned up just like your closet. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't want to have a conversation with that person, but get yourself at least to the place where it's not impacting you, where mm-hmm. you're able to let it go. Mm-hmm. I think I, I always am hesitant with the forgiveness part because I, I don't know that most people really access that or mm-hmm. even know what that means. It, mm-hmm. It's a great thought, but it's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, you mentioned kind of some of um, a little bit of an activity or some phrases that you can um, mention when you have these check-in moments with yourself. This is like great to do during spring cleaning. Absolutely. But I think it's also like great to do at the end of the day, Uh you know, like, um, and I want you to kind of go over, go over this exercise and, and these phrases that you can say to kind of check in on yourself. And I was reading this. I was like, that is so good to just check in with yourself, you know, and if you can't do it every day, once a week. Tell us about these exercises and phrases that we can do to help kind of clear out some of this emotional clutter. Yeah. So there's three, the three big ones are anger, sadness, and fear. Now, they don't have to be like anger and sadness and teeth chattering fear. No, it doesn't have to be like that. Mm -hmm. They can be much milder versions. Now, before we go to the actual exercise, there's something really important about the anger This is another one of those tricky things, another tricky emotion. Anger, a good part of the time, is jacketing, if you will, or kind of covering up either sadness or fear. Mm -hmm. And people can get stuck in anger. Look around you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of examples these days. Lots of examples. We wouldn't have any trouble pulling examples on this. Now, but what's underneath that? Is it sadness? Could it be sadness? Could it be fear? Could it be both? So using this exercise is really helpful. And like you said, you can do it anytime, but it's really important when you are starting to have some emotion that you are aware of, Mm -hmm. because a lot of times we tend to just numb it out, Mm -hmm. just like we tend to numb out the messy car and the, right? (laughs) It's the same thing. It's just internal rather than external. So one way that you can do this, this is how I suggest you do it by yourself. So not something you run do with a crowd uh, when you've got, when you feel like you've got some quiet space. And I like to move through this Mm -hmm. Uh, walk, just walk. You don't have to do anything crazy, but start with, I'm angry that, and just kind of purge. I'm angry that whatever it is. I'm angry that whatever it is, let it come up, let it come up, let it come up until you feel complete with that. Then you can move on to, I'm sad that. Same thing. I'm afraid that. Same thing. Keep it going, keep it going until you feel complete. And there's something that you can end with that I really like. And that's what I really want is that's a really lovely way to complete that. Yeah, because it kind of you get to process everything that you're feeling and get it out there and let it be known kind of, you know, what's on your mind and then ending with that. What do you want is kind of like, all right, you know, how can I, you know, what am I going to do from here? Where am I going from here? What's the next steps? How can I, how can I get through it? So do do this internal cleaning, bring it up, let it out as you're doing your spring cleaning, as you're going through every day. You know, I think these questions are, are great. Um, to ask and check in with yourself. Um, And then the last kind of piece 
is this celebrating, you know, how we've gone through this hard work, right? We've gone through cleaning our physical, we've gone through cleaning our mental, we've gone through cleaning our emotional, and now, now we get to celebrate. What does that look like? Oh my gosh, it can look like anything. It (laughs) can look like a Sunday from the ice cream place. It could look like, it really, it's, it's just, how do you validate yourself? Mm -hmm. How do you celebrate? Mm -hmm. What, what does that look like for you? It could be, Hey, I'm taking a half a day off and I'm going to the museum, but make it about that. Mm -hmm. Like rewarding yourself Mm -hmm. and you can do that along the way. Yes. So maybe you set, okay, once I get this part done, then I can do something. If once I get this part done, how do you break this down, all of it, so that it's manageable and honoring to you mm-hmm. rather than beating yourself up? Yes. It doesn't have to be something that you have to feel bad about. You know, that if you know you need to clean, if you know there's spring cleaning needs to get done, you don't have to feel bad about it. You know, you can get through it and, and be proud and have yeah. that moment of, of celebration and, and feel good. Like you said, feel, feel really good about it. Yes, absolutely. And you know, one thing that I didn't hit on, and I'm, I'll backtrack just a little bit, but it's important, uh, creating the consistency mm-hmm. from this. Uh, and it could be any way you want to do it. it. Maybe you say, I'm taking 10 minutes Monday through Friday, or it could be an hour or two on the weekend. What happens once you get into it, you tend to keep going. But if you know this is all you have to do, it makes such a big difference. Yep. And you're keeping it going. The consistency is critical here. Yep. Breaking it down into easy things that you know can help you get on that consistency train and help you have success. You know, that's what that's what we want to do. I am ready to, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to like go in on my closet. I am ready to go start tearing through that <laughs> this weekend. I'm going to add that to my uh, projects list. <laughs> uh, but this has been such a pleasure and so awesome as always, Mary Lou. Thanks for sharing just your perspective and thoughts. It's always so interesting and, and knowledgeable to hear what you think about certain things and topics and ways we can get better. So I appreciate you being on and sharing this knowledge with us today. Um, I can't wait to have you on again soon. Thank you. This is always fun. You do such a great job. So Thanks do you. Having. Yes. Always, always a pleasure talking to you. I, I always, um, always enjoy it. To everyone listening, make sure to check out our e-zine that just dropped. It is the winter 2022 edition, even though we are now going to just put it out there that we're in spring. <laughs> check it out now. It is the Ohio Realtors e-zine issue one. Winter 2022, it was sent to your emails and e-connections a couple weeks ago. We have also been posting it on social media, and I will make sure that the link to Mary Lou's article is included in this episode description as well. So all of you guys listening on your um, podcast player of choice can get that link and read the full article because it's it's incredible. Mary Lou, thanks again so much for joining us. To all our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back talking to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.